I'm Tom Tate, and this is the Power Time Podcast. What's up, Power Players? Welcome to another episode of the Power Time Podcast. I am your host and guide, Tom Tate, taking you through a journey through the history of Nintendo, one issue of Nintendo Power at a time. So for this episode, I'm going to try something different. This is what I like to call Power Time DLC. DLC, of course, standing for downloadable content. So this is going to be kind of a break from our regularly scheduled programming. Instead of covering an issue of Nintendo Power, I'm going to be talking about my reaction to some recent Nintendo news. That's right. Every so often, there's going to be some some big Nintendo news that just kind of begs for some extra content from the Power Time podcast. And I just want to make sure that we're able to cover some of that and also talk about it. Uh, so you can reach out to me on Twitter at Yo Power Time. Let me know what you think about some of the recent Nintendo news, or you can join our private Facebook community at powertimepodcast.com slash unlocked. But before we get things started, I just want to put out another quick pitch. So in two days, this Saturday, I'm going to be raising donations for CHOP, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And I'm going to be doing this through an amazing event called Extra Life. And Extra Life is an organization that puts on a 24-hour gaming event once a year. And I actually participated in this back in 2014. Uh, But for some reason, uh, I guess it was the birth of my daughter last year uh, that I didn't participate in 2015. But I'm back at it this year. I set an ambitious goal of $500. I am uh, getting there. I'm currently at $300. So if you're able to contribute, uh, if you're able to just share the link, that would be amazing too. Uh, you can go to powertimepodcast.com slash extra life. That's one word, extra life, and get all the details on this incredible event. CHOP is really close and near and dear to my family. Uh, my kids go there. They've gone there for emergencies, but they've also gone there for just their normal doctor's appointments as well. And the staff and the medical professionals, everyone there is just so uh, top-notch and amazing. So I'm excited to be participating. So what I want what I want to do today is reveal the games that I'll be playing on Saturday. So I'm not going to get the whole 24 hours to play, unfortunately, but I've allotted close to 13 to 15 hours worth of gameplay, which is amazing. I'm super excited about it, and I had some criteria choosing for choosing which games I want to play. So the games that I've chosen, they had to have appeared in one of the issues that we've covered to date. So issue one through ten of Nintendo Power. They couldn't have been the cover story. So Batman, which I didn't really play too frequently as a kid, was off the list because that was a cover story. Uh, They had to have been a game that I didn't really own or spend too much time with. And they cannot be included in the NES Classic, which is coming out next week for a couple of reasons. So that said, 
Here are the NES titles that I've chosen for this Saturday's all-day game event, Extra Life. So I'm going to start things off with Clash at Demon Head, and then I'm going to go right into Bad Street Brawler, Strider, Willow, Life Force, Cobra Triangle, NES Play Action Football, The Guardian Legend, Bayou Billy, Operation Wolf, Faxanadu, Dino Wars, Uri Fighter, Astyanax, Blaster Master, Golgo 13, Top Secret Episode. And then to kind of end things, I'm going to play a little World of Final Fantasy, which is a newer title. I'm playing it on PlayStation Vita. It does feel a little bit like the NES, Super NES days, uh, so I'm kind of cheating there, but it's a really awesome game. Um, I'll probably write a little bit about that on the actual Power Time podcast site, uh, and and I'll, I've been tweeting about it as well. Uh, just really fun turn-based RPG if you're looking for one. So those are the games. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, am I missing anything? So if I'm missing anything and you listen to this before Saturday, definitely reach out. Uh, again, Twitter is at YoPowerTime. And let me know because I'd love to uh, make some last-minute changes if you think it's warranted. And uh, there's a couple of games here that I'm probably going to play for a half hour. And then there's a few games that I've allotted a full hour. So some of the RPGs like Willow and Faxanadu, I've allotted more time just to actually make a dent in the game. But then other games like uh, Bayou Billy, Dino Wars, Blaster Master, and NES Play Action Football, I think those games are going to be fun just to pick up for like a half hour. Um, So it's going to be a fun action-packed day. If I hit my stretch goal of $750, I'm also going to be streaming some of the gameplay throughout the day on Twitch. Uh, And I've never done that before. So if I hit that, I'll be super excited. So I want to get into the news. There's so much news going on with Nintendo right now. It's kind of an exciting time to be a Nintendo fan. Uh, First off, the Wii U is going to be ending its production uh, soon. I think the rumor was that it was going to happen this week. Nintendo just came out and said that that's not the case. uh, And that's not uh, apparently not true. And I think that that makes sense because I wasn't expecting it to end super, super early just because we know that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will appear on the Wii U. So I would imagine they want to have some stock to push uh, if there isn't a ton of stock left uh, for that title. Because not everyone's going to purchase the Nintendo Switch just for Breath of the Wild uh, if it's available for the Wii U. So to kick things off for this episode, I want to play a little bit of the one-ups covering the Wii, the original Wii menu. Uh, It's just a catchy little tune that I'm sure you'll recognize if you've ever played or owned a Wii.
So yes, that was the one-ups playing uh, a little bit of music from the Wii. And that's kind of my send-off, my eulogy to the Wii branding because last Thursday, so two weeks or two weeks from today, the date of this recording, October 20th, Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch by way of, I think it was about three minutes. It was a video trailer uh, that they revealed online. And it just kind of blew up across the internet. I was in a meeting at work and I knew that it was happening because they announced the night before that they were going to be releasing this, this teaser. And I just, I remember just getting out of this meeting at work, uh, trying to avoid Twitter as much as possible. And as soon as I caught my first five minute break, uh, I checked out the video and I was really impressed. I was really blown away by the reveal of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it had the same level of excitement as the Wii uh, announcement was. As, as far as I can remember, it had the same kind of excitement as the Wii announcement. The Wii U announcement, if you remember that one, that left me a little uh, befuddled. Uh, and it left a lot of readers and viewers on the internet kind of befuddled as well. Just because it wasn't really clear, like, what is this? Uh, what is the brains of the console? Uh, is it an extension of the original Wii? Is it an add-on? Uh, it wasn't super clear like what the concept was just based on that first trailer. And the Nintendo Switch was super clear to me. So I was really excited about that. And there's a lot of elements of traditional gameplay. And I'm really excited for Nintendo to get back in the traditional kind of no gimmicks, uh, just you know, joystick controller type of scene uh, and have some nice uh, impressive graphics and hopefully some third-party support. So let's talk about what we know about the Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo's next home console is going to be the Switch, and it's been clearly stated that it's intended to be the home console. So it's a home console first, even though it's portable. It's going to be a tablet-like device. I'm assuming everyone watched the video. If you haven't, you can go to powertimepodcast.com slash DLC1. That's the number one. And check out the video. I'll put the embed there because you have to see it to believe it. It's going to be a tablet. Uh, The rumor is between six and seven inches. Uh, I believe the resolution was 720p. And it it has these two controllers that slide in on the left and right side. And they're calling them Uh, Joy-Con. I guess guess we'll call them handles. The Joy-Con handles that slide into the tablet device. And they have the traditional... Uh, traditional controller mechanisms that you would expect. So the joystick, the buttons, the shoulder buttons. And that's going to allow you to play on the tablet device as you're holding the tablet device in your hand. You can also dock the tablet uh, on an included dock that hooks up to your HDTV. And it's been confirmed that there's no extra processing power. There's no uh, brains or any uh, aspects of the device enclosed in the dock. The dock is essentially, as far as we know, just a mechanism for broadcasting what's on your switch to the TV and for charging the switch. And when you're docked, uh, there's an extension of the Joy-Con controllers that basically form the two Joy-Cons into a controller. Or you can just hold them side by side. And I remember that mechanic for the Wii uh, was was actually pretty refreshing. So I remember playing uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword and and the ability to just hold the left and uh, the left uh, nunchuck and the um, Wii U uh, pointer or the Wii remote in your right hand, 
uh, for me, it was a really comfortable configuration. So if the two Joy-Cons operate like that, I think it's going to be pretty comfortable. Uh, we know that it's going to be cartridge-based, so there's a slot for game cartridges in the Switch itself. Uh, we know that it is powered by a custom Tegra processor by NVIDIA. Uh, we see that there are two USB ports on the dock. I, I'm assuming that's for charging different devices uh, and hooking up accessories, but I'm not too sure if there's any other uh, features with the USB ports. And we also know that there is an updated Classic controller uh, that was debuted in the trailer. And that's that looks pretty good. I was pretty impressed with the look at, of the Classic controller. I think it was being compared more towards like an Xbox One controller, uh, just in terms of button and joystick configuration. As for games, uh, so we knew that there would be a new Mario title. I think everyone kind of assumed that new Nintendo console, eventually you're going to be getting a Mario title. Uh, but getting a brief look at just something was pretty exciting in this trailer. Uh, and there has been a couple of YouTube videos of just trying to overanalyze the few seconds of footage that appeared in this teaser. Uh, but yes, we did see a new Mario title. We saw Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We saw a little bit of Splatoon. Uh, we also saw a little bit of Skyrim and NBA 2K. And it's important to note that those are not actually confirmed yet for the system. Uh, and there was a little disclaimer that all the footage shown may not actually represent final game footage. Uh, so we can take all that with a little grain of salt. But if the point they were trying to make was just that a game as large as Skyrim could be played on the Switch, uh, I think that is super, super exciting. Uh, we also know that the Switch will not play physical 3DS and Wii U games. I kind of expected that, uh, but that's been confirmed. Switch will support uh, Nintendo Amiibo figures. Uh, I don't have any, uh, so this doesn't really apply to me, but it's nice to see Nintendo do this for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first being that I think the technology is pretty cool, and the second being so many people have invested in Amiibos. It would be a real shame, uh, and I think it would be a real kind of kick to the shins of all the Nintendo fans out there that have invested so much in collecting and using Amiibo. So props to Nintendo on that one. Uh, and we know, uh, as far as we know, uh, we are told that we will see the Switch in stores in March of 2017. So that's pretty exciting. So here's what we don't know. We don't know anything about the battery life. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, there have been comparisons made to the NVIDIA Shield, which is kind of a similar device in certain ways, I guess. Uh, we don't know the price. That's a big one. Uh, we don't know what's going to be included in the box. We don't know any of the stats, so we don't actually know what's going to be inside this thing other than the NVIDIA you know, custom chip. Uh, and we don't know any of the release titles, so we don't know if Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will actually release with it. We don't know if a Mario title will release with this console. So I'm excited to learn all of these things. My initial reaction to the whole announcement. Obviously, you know, as I said earlier, I was super, super excited. It has this Ouya-like controller look and feel, which kind of turns me off just because of uh, how terrible the release and, and kind of upkeep of the Ouya was. That was a Kickstarter console that I unfortunately uh, had chipped in uh, to receive. And, you know, I, I, I had an Ouya. Uh, I think I sold it on eBay. But yeah, the uh, Ouya-like controller was kind of interesting. The battery life being un, as of yet unknown, it doesn't really bother me too, too much, uh, but I am curious about it. Uh, I don't take my console 
uh, or I don't take my 3DS and my PlayStation Vita too too far from you know wherever I am, and certainly not too far from a charger uh, if I'm if I know I'm going to be playing it. So if I'm going to take it on a trip, I'm going to bring my charger and keep it charged up. So battery life, I'm not too too concerned about. If it's two hours, that's going to be a problem. Uh, if it's four to six, I, that's going to be fantastic. In my opinion, that's that's just enough. That's fine. Uh, I definitely want to know what games are going to be released and when. That's a big deal of whether or not I purchase this day one uh, or if I purchase it when a title that is actually worth playing comes out with it. So if it's just kind of the uh, Nintendo Land, a bunch of mini games to show you kind of how how things work on the Switch, not super excited about that. But if Breath of the Wild is released uh, at at around the release date um, or on the release date, and it's close to the Wii U version being released, I will probably uh, put my Wii U in a shoebox and invest in the Nintendo Switch and play it on that experience. Um, if it's not going to be released until June or July, I will probably have to keep my Wii U, wait on the Switch, and play Breath of the Wild on Wii U. And of course, I'm really, really hopeful for third-party support. So Skyrim being on there is really, really cool. I played Skyrim a while back. Uh, I skipped over Fallout 4. So if Fallout 4 was shown, that would actually make me even more excited uh, because I would love to sit down and play that game, especially you know on that type of experience, you know, laying in bed uh, or on an airplane or anything like that. So what I want to do now is just kind of go through my wish list, you know, five games that I would absolutely love to see on the Nintendo Switch. Now that we know, now that we know what it is, what it looks like, how the controls look, uh, what the graphics look like. So what types of games would I want to play on the Switch? And I'm curious what types of games you want to play on the Switch. So definitely jump into the Facebook community or uh, shoot me a tweet at Yo Power Time and let me know what games do you want to see on the Switch? What franchises do you want to see on the Nintendo Switch? So coming in at number one for me is a non-VR Resident Evil 7. So Resident Evil 7 was debuted at E3, I believe, this past year. And I was super, super excited to see it. It was really, really creepy. The, the ambiance of Resident Evil 7 really called back to some of the earlier games uh, and just the earlier vibe of survival horror, which has gone in different directions over the years. And then I found out that it was kind of being optimized for VR. So Resident Evil 7 was going to be more or less a VR experience. Uh, if not VR first, uh, it was going to be prioritized to make this this a VR game. And I'm not super excited about VR just yet. I think VR is going to be amazing. Uh, and I think that we are all go- going to be playing games in VR. I'm a little scared about what that's going to be like for my family and my kids. Uh, but yeah, I think VR is the future. Uh, but I think it's really, really far away. I don't think it's within the, within the next five years. I think it's going to be maybe 10 to 15 years before VR actually is kind of consumer ready and uh, the software is right, the hardware is right, it's priced right. And uh, people are ready for virtual reality. I could be wrong, uh, but that's my take on VR. And I also heard that the Resident Evil 7 demo for VR gave a lot of people sickness, uh, motion sickness, VR sickness. Uh, so I would love to play Resident Evil 7 on my Nintendo Switch in the dark with headphones on, laying in bed, uh, because I think that that is the type of experience that is going to 
uh, really make you feel frightened. Uh, and that's the whole point of those Resident Evil games. So Resident Evil 7, number one. Number two, I would love to see kind of this triumphant return of Square Enix uh, to a Nintendo home console. And I know Square Enix has released games, uh, RPGs on Nintendo consoles and Nintendo handhelds uh, in the past, you know, obviously since the Super Nintendo days, they've definitely released a lot of games. But I feel like they've never really captured the magic of the 16-bit era uh, when they were releasing games like Final Fantasy III in the U.S., Uh, and Chrono Trigger, and Secret of Mana, I don't feel like they ever really uh, recaptured that magic on a Nintendo console. Uh, Certainly, they had a fantastic run on PlayStation consoles, Final Fantasy VII, one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, But I would love to see them do something really remarkable on the Nintendo Switch. I would love to see something like the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, also on the Switch. That would be really cool. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case. Um, I know it's coming out for Xbox One and PlayStation, but the again, the ability to play it from my couch, uh, the ability to play from bed, uh, that really excites me. Uh, Chrono Trigger is one of the best RPG franchises of all time. Uh, so there's Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, which were loosely related, uh, very loosely. Uh but I would love to see some kind, some kind of throwback to Chrono Trigger, like a traditional sequel to Chrono Trigger um, or some type of remake of Chrono Trigger on the Switch uh, where they don't ruin it. You know, I take that back. Don't remake Chrono Trigger because it's perfect. Uh, but if you want to re um, reintroduce a little bit of Chrono Trigger into my life in the form of something different on the Nintendo Switch, that would be great. Uh, and there was also I Am Setsuna, which was a PlayStation title. Uh, something like that would be great. So that was a throwback kind of 1632 bit era RPG turn-based, uh, reminiscent of Chrono Trigger. I would love to see like a new IP like that. That would be really cool. Uh, and then finally, you know, from Square Enix, maybe a true sequel to Mario RPG. So Super Mario RPG was kind of like a one hit thing. Uh, for Nintendo and Square, kind of forming that alliance in the Super Nintendo days. I would love to see them return uh, to that series. I know we've had Paper Mario, but return to that series, reintroduce some of those characters. That'd be so cool. Uh, Next, I would definitely love to see a good Mario Party game. And that's almost like an oxymoron, but I would love to see a really, really fun multiplayer Mario Party game that I can play with uh, my wife and my friends and my siblings and really just have a blast, maybe with multiple Joy-Con controllers. Uh, But I feel like we haven't had a really, really good Mario Party in quite a while. I would love to see the next iteration of The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Uh, So this was the 3DS Zelda title that was kind of set in the same realm as A Link to the Past uh, and played very similarly. Um, The gameplay mechanics and just kind of the way that they flipped a few things in the the Zelda universe over their head. Uh, Really, really impressive game. One of my favorite uh, Nintendo titles in quite a while. I would love to see them reintroduce that series as well on the Switch. And then finally, I would love to see something new from Nintendo, like super, super new. And I'm thinking like Splatoon, uh, but instead of new in the kind of multiplayer first person uh, type of shooter or multiplayer party game arena, I would love to see them do something new in kind of the action adventure realm. 
Uh, and I know they've tried this a bit in the past, but I would love to see them have a home run with some type of new IP. So yeah, those are my top five, you know, wish list items. And I know I've snuck in much more than five in there, but you know, the top five types of games are the top five games that I'd like to see on the Switch. And we are all going to learn more about Nintendo's new home gaming system, the Nintendo Switch, at the Nintendo Switch presentation, uh, which is going to be streamed live on January 12th. So, you know, it feels like a really, really long time from now, but it's only, you know, two and a half months-ish. So we are going to be learning much more about the Switch before you know it. Uh, For the the purposes of this podcast, a retro video game podcast, I'm really curious to hear how and if virtual console is going to be handled on the Nintendo Switch because you know I got to play my old games and uh, I really want to know what types of games are going to be available. Uh, Are they going to transfer over from the Wii or the Wii U? Uh, So there's a lot of unanswered questions around virtual console and retro gaming. So we're going to take a quick break just to listen to one of my favorite NES tracks of all time. This is the intro to Mega Man 2 as performed by the descendants of Erdrich. All right, so we are back. That was the intro to Mega Man 2. And there's a reason why I played the intro to Mega Man 2. That's because next Friday, November 11th, 2016, the much-anticipated release of the NES Classic, also known as the NES Mini or the NES Classic Mini, uh, this little solid-state replica of the Nintendo Entertainment System is going to be available in stores uh, with a Classic Controller, uh, you can purchase extra controllers for $9.99, and there are going, there's going to be 30 NES titles available to play on your big screen TV at home from this device. Super excited. Mega Man 2 is on that list. Uh, we're going to go through some of you know, the top five most anticipated games that I have uh, that are going to be released on the NES Classic Mini or available on the NES Classic. Uh, so games that I'm going to be cracking into, not this weekend, but next. Uh, So a a few features about the NES Classic. It has an HDMI out, so you can connect it to a modern device. Uh, Save states. So I I believe there's four save states per game, which is pretty cool. Uh, Better emulation. So this is really important. The emulation on the 3DS 
and the Nintendo Wii, and the Wii U, uh, mixed reviews. You know, not everyone felt that the emulation was great on any one of those. Uh, I, I believe the 3DS is probably some of the best, uh, and the kind of pixel perfect uh, Super Nintendo emulation on th- on the new 3DS is pretty good. Uh, but there's been a lot of complaints, and I'll agree with those complaints. Uh, it's not perfect, uh, but the the word on the street, uh, the early reviews for the NES Classic, is that the emulation is much much more uh, performant and notable, uh, and closer to the original when playing uh, through the NES Classic. And I believe there's also a, a bit of a CRT mode where you can kind of emulate scan lines, which I really appreciate. Uh, so that'll be a ton of fun. So that being said, uh, this this console, mini console, is available uh, within the next week, uh, week and a half. So what games am I most excited to play? So these are, in no particular order, the top five games that I cannot wait to play on the NES Classic. First is Wampum. Wampum is an amazing title. After that, I cannot wait to play Yo Noid based on the Domino's Pizza mascot. Uh, I can't wait to trade some stocks on Wall Street Kid, uh, another classic NES title. So glad that's going to be on the NES Classic. Uh, Gimmick, uh, which I don't believe was ever released in the States, uh, but that'll be over, uh, over on the NES Classic. So that'll be fantastic to play a little gimmick. And finally, I cannot wait to dig into Jim Henson's Muppet Adventure, Chaos at the Carnival. I rented that title so many times that the local uh, video store clerk at the uh, Hollywood video down the street from me, uh, it just had enough. I remember going into that store uh, and they would just hide the game because they just were tired of me renting it, not giving any any of the other neighborhood kids uh, a chance to play Jim Henson's Muppet Adventure, Chaos at the Carnival. So I'm going to be playing all these titles. I don't know about you. Okay, okay. If you haven't realized by now, I'm just kidding. None of those games are available on the NES Classic. Uh, N- Nintendo would never release any of those games. Most of them are third party. And even if they weren't, uh, those games are not worth playing. Uh, or they are worth playing, but they're not worth paying to play. So what are the real top five games that I'm interested in playing? Uh, First and foremost, I'm really excited to actually play some Dr. Mario. Uh, It's an addicting little puzzler. Uh, It has two players, um, a two-player mode. So I'm excited to see if I can kind of convince my wife to play me in Dr. Mario. Uh, And I'm actually going to bring this to work a bit. So I'm excited to play some coworkers in Dr. Mario as well. Really excited to dig into Super C. I remember playing Contra so much, uh, but I don't really remember playing Super C, uh, which of course was the sequel to Contra. So uh, all those years of playing Contra with and without the Konami code, uh, hopefully it's like riding a bicycle and I can just pick up the sticks and excel in Super C. I am super excited to play Star Tropics for the first time. Never played it, heard a bunch of great things. I'm excited to have that in my hands with save states. I think save states are going to be huge for Star Tropics. Uh, I'm excited, of course, as always. Uh, this is the first title I picked up on the Wii Virtual Console. This is the first title I picked up on the 3DS Virtual Console. That is Punch Out. I'll never get tired of playing Punch Out. Uh, it's challenging. It's just the right amount of challenge, even when you know what the patterns are. 
it's just such a fun, fun game to pick up and play uh, for short bursts uh, or even long sessions. So I'm really, really excited for Punch-Out. And then finally, I'm so excited for Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, that is going to be the featured game in next week's Power Time podcast episode. So I've been doing a lot of research. I've been reading a lot. Uh, I've been covering the magazine from end to end. Just super, super excited to talk about Super Mario Brothers 3 and finally get my hands on it with the NES Classic uh, and just play through that for the umpteenth time. So that's it. That's it for today's episode. What are you most excited about? What What would you like to see on the Power Time podcast? What would you like to see on the Nintendo Switch? What are you excited to play on the NES Classic? Let me know at Yo Power Time on Twitter. As always, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and attention. I know this episode was a little different. I hope you liked it. Just me spouting my opinions on things, but this stuff gets me so, so excited. And as I said earlier, it is an exciting time to be a fan and player of Nintendo. Uh, Once again, I feel like we are on the rise and uh, hopefully that's the case. Uh, Time will tell. Again, in two days on Saturday, I'm going to be uh, raising donations for Extra Life. Um, you can check all that out at powertimepodcast.com uh, slash Extra Life. If you can donate, that's amazing. I'll give shout outs on the day of. If you can't, no problem whatsoever. If you can share the link, that would be cool too. But with that, I'm going to wrap things up. I'm going to sign things off. And I just want to say... Stay tuned, Power Players, because next week, as I mentioned, we are covering one of the biggest releases in NES's history. That is Super Mario Bros. 3. But until then, keep on playing with power.